Hey guys, we want to talk to you a little bit about the PodCoin app. Yes, the PodCoin app. It pays you to listen to Ruining Our Childhood as well as your other favorite podcasts. You can use the PodCoin you earn to claim gift cards for some of your favorite stores. What? Starbucks? Check. Amazon? Correct. Target? Seriously, guys, this is pretty legit. Join the PodCoin app today on iPhone or Android. And I said join, but yeah. I meant download. You've got to download And it. use code RUINING to get 300 PodCoin just for signing up. That's 300 PodCoin for using R-U-I-N-I-N-G. That's how you spell ruining, just in case you don't know that. Yes. So if you're basically listening to podcasts all day anyways while you're working or driving or doing anything, might as well make some money off the deal. Am I right? Yeah, totally. I mean, free coffee for something you're already doing sounds fantastic. So go give the PodCoin app a try today. And also don't forget to listen to Ruining Our Childhood and make some money, guys. Okay. Bye. Bye. Three friends attempt to recapture their glory days by opening up a fraternity near their alma mater. <laughs> alma Mater. Boom. This is Ryan. This is Ashley. And this is Ruining, Ruining Our childhood. childhood. A weekly podcast where we remove our childhood goggles and put on our adult bifocals to rewatch and review our favorite movies from the past. That's correct. And if you're just joining us, hello. Welcome. Welcome. We are a podcast. Like Ryan said, we are rewatching some of our favorite mm -hmm. movies from when we were younger. Yes. I'm going to start saying because some of the movies are going to start approaching our 20s this is one of those this is one of those movies i was yeah. still in high school when this movie came out i was a senior yes yes i was a junior mm. it's not a competition ryan it is and i won okay anyway <laughs> this in case you couldn't guess what it was from the beautiful summary i read where i messed up and couldn't say alma mater mm -hmm. we are watching 2003's old school starring will ferrell vince vaughn and luke wilson Wow. I went with That's Owen Colin. Wilson. <laughs> Luke Wilson doesn't do the wow. I know, but it was fun just to... Because you were like going, which Wilson? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to hit you with the Owen Wilson. I don't know that Luke Wilson has any fun voices that I can make fun of. I don't know. Yeah. I honestly don't know if I've seen a lot of movies with Luke Wilson. Other Ooh. than this movie. Mm -hmm. And there was one he did with Drew Barrymore that didn't do very good. Like, it was like called Home Fries or something like that. Oh. It was I'm... made in like the 1999s. Mm. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. Mm. The 1999s. I'm sure if I like looked him up i've seen some more of his movies yeah but i i agree i've definitely seen more owen wilson or at least they made an impression on me better yeah oh than i've Luke seen wilson's idiocracy idiocracy i can't even say it so i'm one of the dumb people there we go well. so anyway let's move on <laughs> what was some of your first impressions of this movie in 2003 i definitely remember seeing it in theaters yes with uh i know i went and saw it with my brother and then came into school like the next day or maybe a couple days later and was like, it was the funniest movie. You didn't see old school? You need to go see old school. It was so funny. And uh, yeah, I thought it was hilarious. Every part of the movie, I just was like, this is the funniest stuff. And I remember like then all my friends were, you know, when we would drink, we got to act like Frank the Tank and stuff like that. So that's 
It definitely was a movie I remember people quoting a lot. Yes. Even when we started dating, which was, for reference, three years later, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure you quoted it. Probably. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's just little things that I, I'm excited to rewatch because I haven't seen it in a while. Mm-hmm. I didn't see it in theaters, I'm pretty sure. Um, but I did, you know, watch it like shortly after it came out on video. Uh, I loved Will Ferrell because I loved SNL and he played some of my favorite characters on SNL. And like I said, I didn't have a huge opinion of Luke Wilson. No. But Vince Vaughn, I always thought was pretty funny. I want to say this might be one of the first movies that I really saw with Vince Vaughn, especially in theaters. It was after this I saw some of his movies, like, because also he was, in, like, made in a cameo in Anchorman, and then obviously Wedding Crashers with, wow, Owen Wilson. That's another one that I don't think will age well, so we should add that to our short list of oh, definitely. upcoming movies. Yeah. No, but I agree with you on Will Ferrell. Like, I know I had seen him in movies before, but I want to say this was like, obviously, he's not the star of the movie because it was more of a trio. Yeah, but, this but was he's probably one of the like, trios. Yeah, he's definitely, and this kind of, he took off after this. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't remember, it's something I'll definitely have to look up maybe uh, before we watch the actual movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if he was in any big parts. I think he... For a while there, he was just one of those people that was like almost like a character actor. Yeah, like he like made he like a bit cameo yeah. in Austin. He played Powers like random little tiny characters. Yeah, pretty much like every I think SNL uh, cast member does. Yeah, honestly, the only thing I remember from this movie is Will Ferrell streaking for yep. sure, and then the opening scene with Luke Wilson. And I I'm not gonna spoil who his fiance is because. I just remembered who it is, and mm-hmm. I shouldn't have thought about this movie too much, because yeah. I think that's the issue, too, is, like, I don't really think about the movie, but then when we are sitting down to record the podcast, um, I start to think about, what do I remember about the movie? And then I kind of almost spoil the, well, hello there yeah, you'll category for myself. Cameos. You're like, oh, yeah, so-and-so <laughs> was in this. Yeah. But I do remember the scene where he comes home and he finds her just with a bunch of people. Yes. Should we move on to whether we're gonna... I was gonna hit you with some facts. Oh, sure, yeah. I d- I'm just totally those. skipping over right now. Yeah. Just, why, so, do you, why should you talk, Ryan? That's ah, overrated. Trust me, I'm aware. Uh, movie was released on February 21st of 2003 uh, with a budget of $24 million mm-hmm. and it made $87 million. Uh, something that I thought was interesting, this movie was actually inducted into the Guy Movie Hall of Fame at the Spikes Guy Choice Awards in 2012. So <laughs> Is that yeah, a thing? That's still? apparently... I... I don't know if it's still a thing, but it, apparently it was. Big songs from the time period. Uh, Eminem, Lose Yourself, Hey Ya by Outkast, and Beyonce and Jay-Z's Crazy in Love. Mm-hmm. Uh, big movies would be Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King, Finding Nemo, and Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl. TV shows, CSI, American Idol, and Friends, which I feel like every time we talk about a movie, it's one of the popular TV well, shows. Well, we've done a lot of 90s movies, mm-hmm. so Friends obviously was... I just said obviously weird. I'm like, ah, yes. oh, oh, well, oh, Take a shot. Was... A very iconic TV yeah. show in the 90s. Definitely held up. Yeah. I think it still was on top until the end. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They could have really done, like, Big Bang Theory and been on for, like, three more seasons if they all wanted to do it. Yeah. But, you know, it's better to go uh, out. Leave them wanting more. 
Yeah. Yeah. Even though they did 10 seasons, which is... Yeah. And like 200 episodes. Most shows would love that. Yeah. So now can we move on? Yeah, we can move on. I'm like, am I forgetting something else? (laughs) What do you think? Do you think it's going to hold up? I kind of went back and forth and I think there's going to be a lot of stuff that dates it and Mm -hmm. not in a good way. Yeah. So I'm going to say I'm going to enjoy it and I'm going to laugh, but it's not going to hold up in the long run like i'll still think parts of it are funny i think there's going to be parts that are very offensive that you could not get away with today so i'm saying no i agree i think that there's going to be parts that maybe are a little nostalgic for me Mm -hmm. that i thought were hilarious when i was younger like i said i was like a junior high school so this probably hit me right in that prime of silly humor yeah but i i also agree with you that i'm just going with the fact that they're, it is, you know, male-based, that they're probably going to take some cheap shots at females mm-hmm. and maybe some, like, minorities. I can't remember, honestly. I distinctly remember the one character they just call Spanish. Eh, could be worse. <laughs> I mean, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I, I do remember that because yeah. it isn't the guy from Reaper. Yes. Okay. Ben. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I mean, obviously something like that could be way worse oh absolutely but at the same time it's not something people could get away with no unless he named himself that i guess then it's it's we live in a very touchy world these days so yeah i agree it's probably not gonna hold up Mm -hmm. it it is a good how many years old now 16 16 years old which is insane that does make me feel old i would say this was like my introducing introduction to frat wow. boy humor yeah take a shot and i feel like that is uh, almost a dead genre yeah so i don't think it's there's definitely up. when i worked at the video store i i remember there being some movies that came out in the 90s that were you know guys behaving badly type movies mm-hmm. and there were definitely ones that are probably way more offensive and there's ones that are done well mm-hmm. that you know, you can still have that humor that is male-based, but I, I just think there's going to just be things that age it in general. Yeah. So, we'll well, I mean, see. 16 years has passed, so it's got to age. And <laughs> this world has changed a lot oh, yes, in the last 16 years. So, we will see. We're going to go ahead. Oh, before I do that, I always forget this. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't own Old School on DVD like we do, um, <laughs> you can rent it from any of the streaming apps. It doesn't look like it's available on Netflix or Hulu, so that sucks. Sad. I don't get that. I mean, I guess it goes through waves. I just feel like we live in 2019. Every movie should be on Netflix or Mm -hmm. Hulu or one of them. It's gotten a little better, but I remember a couple years ago I'd be like, you know what movie I really want to watch? I can't think of a movie, but, you know, there'd be a random movie I want to watch. Insert name. We don't own the DVD. And I'm looking for it on one of the streaming apps that I pay for. And nobody has it. Yeah. And it's really frustrating. And then I have to rent it. And then all of a sudden, two months later, it's on fucking Netflix. Yeah, I'm cussing. Because it angers me. Shots it happens fired. all the time. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, if I would have just waited two months, I didn't have to pay $3. Yeah, but you want to see it then. Yeah, yeah that's so true. I get it. Anyway, rant over. Correct. So if you do have it on DVD... Pop that into your random game console. 
or your DVD player. If you, if you own D- one please of those. Please let me know if you have a DVD player. I just wa- I just want to know if, if people still have those. I'm sure they do. I think we need to get to a point where we review a movie and we have to look. A movie. Take a shot. Where I would have to hook up the VCR. We, I, we do own one. I feel like we got rid of it. No, it's still in there. I looked the other day. Like, that would be awesome. I'd be like, pop that VCR. I don't know how you would hook pop it up. Pop that though. VCR. It's VHS tape. Yeah. But I don't even know how we would. Well, I guess it might have, like, the three-prong hookup. The, like, yellow, red, white Yeah, I'm port. sure it has okay. that. That's been around for a long time. Yeah. Okay. And our, I'm pretty sure our TV still has that. Do TVs... It would be crazy when TVs stop having those connections. Where everything's like a Bluetooth connection. And they're like, we don't even have yeah. an HDMI cord for you anymore. You just... That will be the day it, that I stop giving probably, up on technology. Probably be in about three years. Don't say that. Well, throwing it out there. We just watched Black Mirror, so I'm... Oh, man. Bye. By everything. So, shall we hit the pausey pause? Pausey pause. That's like... What we like to say. Like, I'd like, like to point out at like, the beginning like, of this episode, we introduced a movie and someone neglected to call it a 2003. Classic. Thank you. So I that's, know. we're going to hit the pausey pause. I'm off today. It, we're, we're not recording on a regular day. No. I'm just so thrown off right now. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah. Way to let us all down. <laughs> so we're going to hit the pausey pause <laughs> and go pop our movie into our DVD player and we'll be back. We don't have a DVD player. Under the PS4. He's a liar. Don't trust him. We do have a DVD player. Where? In our bedroom. Oh, we do. Much more of a Blu-ray player. <laughs> That's true. It's the shittiest Blu-ray player. No, it really is. It's the shittiest Blu-ray player. Because it sure takes I got about it on seven Black minutes Friday, to read a disc. Like 10 years ago. And it, yeah, it, it takes forever to read a disc. I'm like, okay, I guess I'm going to go... Take a shower real quick while it's Quality. loading. There you go. Anyway, let's let's hit the pausey pause, and uh, we'll be back to review old school. Okay, and we're back. We just finished watching the 2003 classic, old school. <laughs> And now we're going to go ahead and break down our movie with our usual categories. And we'll kick it off by uh, using our about our, our about <laughs> two-inch thick laptop so we can cheat on our exam. And let's talk about some technology. Was that the scene towards the end when uh, yeah. Artie Lang and... Spoiler alert, cameo by Artie Lang. Oh, did you have that? On uh, which is just funny that he would be in a movie after just a couple days ago. We were talking about him with uh, Danny and Greg. Yeah. And he looks so much better in this movie than what he does right now. Yes. I think it might have been when he was kind of clean. Yeah. He was like doing Howard Stern, I think, at this yeah. point, too. Yeah. And he, he had a full nose at this point. So yeah. if you he don't had... know what we're talking about, go ahead and Google Artie Lang 2019 and prepare to just be disturbed. Like, not only does he look like he's 70. Yeah. Yeah. His nose is all jacked up. Yeah, it's, it's rough. So, uh, what pieces of technology did you notice? The first thing I noticed, because I feel like the first couple of scenes I wasn't really paying attention or I didn't notice, was Nicole, who is Ellen Pompeo, who, Mm -hmm. spoiler alert, I totally forgot was in the movie. Um, She buys Mitch a housewarming present. It's a CD holder. Yeah. And I just 
find that kind of funny now because nobody really buys CDs anymore. No. And the thing that I did think was funny was I did notice at his uh, job, he had a CD player in the background, Mm -hmm. like on his desk, but it had... It was one of those CD players that were kind of popular around this time period where it was the ones where the disc would sit vertical. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I was just like, oh, that's kind of old. Yeah. Uh, Do you notice anything else? Well, I mean, I saw a couple other things, but Beanie, who is Vince Vaughn's character, Mm -hmm. he own stores called speaker city yes and i was like let's be honest it's probably going to be out of business now in 2019 oh absolutely because nobody goes to i'm surprised best buy is still in business that's probably hanging by a thread it's insane yeah it's like overpriced electronics nobody has time for that anymore but what's impressive is when you think about how circuit city went under 10 years ago yeah and Best Buy still, I mean, it's probably hanging on by a thread, but it's still around. I mean, the fact that Circuit City went out of business is probably the only reason why Best Buy is still in business. Because they don't have, they have competition in, in the fact that, like, Amazon exists and mm-hmm. Walmart, but... The other ones that I personally noticed as far as technology was, like, uh, they have their first meeting for their fraternity. Uh-huh. And they're, like, using a camera to project Vince Vaughn onto a big screen television. Yeah. But it's, like, one of those big screen televisions that were popular in, like, 1995. Oh, that had, like, the... They're, like, it a wasn't projector plasma. TV. Yeah, it was a projector. Yeah. My so, dad had one of those for yeah. the longest time. Dan, uh, my brother had one. And oh, it yeah. caught fire. And we... I remember that because I think it was the exact same one my dad had. Yeah. And then we beat it up with a baseball bat. At his apartment complex. Why? Uh, I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> the other piece of technology that I noticed where I was like, that is something that would not be around nowadays. And it kind of played a big part in the movie. And there's the end chase scene where mm-hmm. uh, the Dean, who's played by Jeremy Piven, is like running away with a recording that a student made on a like tape recorder where they use the little tiny cassettes. Yes. And I was just like, nobody would have that nowadays. No, they would just use their cell phone. They would use their cell phone, or at worst, they would use like one of those ones that it's like a you know computer chip in there. Oh yeah, like a digital digital yeah, recorder. Digital recorder. Like nobody's using one of those. The only other thing I noticed was when Frank was calling his wife, mm-hmm. who during the movie they get separated very quickly, right? Oh my lord! Like, yeah. Two minutes after they get married, mm-hmm. and he has this huge flip phone. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, 2003 flip phones. And there was another uh, piece that I forgot to mention was the TV. They are all at a comfort inn. Yes. And that TV was, I think, out of like 1985. The TV and the video quality of they're watching Jeremy Piven. I don't know why like Jeremy Piven's character is like, I'm going to record this (laughs) thing telling you what you need to do to like. Save your fraternity. Right. Yeah. And the quality was just horrible, and it was amazing. Mm-hmm. I loved every minute of it. Do you want to move on to our next category? <laughs> I'm going to edit that out. <laughs> I am ready to move on. Okay, Um, our next category is called Kids Would Call It a Throwback. We call it the prime of our teens, where we talk about either fashion choices or offensive jokes, dated references, and we talk about if any of those things can, if they can get away with them in 2019. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you have? I can honestly say for fashion choices, I was struggling. I, I just noticed there was a lot of polo shirts in the movie. Yeah. 
but I didn't feel like it was like polo shirts that dated the movie or anything because it wasn't like real baggy ones like from like when we watched American Pie and they were yeah. really oversized. Like I felt like Luke Wilson's character is just wearing a polo shirt. The only other thing was Frank the Tank over here who always seemed to be wearing a bathrobe. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't know why. But uh, what pieces did you notice? Because that's the, not it. There's a scene where Frank's wife, who I can't remember the character's name. I have uh, It down. starts with a V. Is it Vivian or Victoria? Or... Marissa. Marissa. Nope. <laughs> not even close. It um, starts with a G. She and Rachel. Her, gotcha. her, she and her friends are doing a blowjob class. Uh, As you do. Yeah. And the teacher is wearing a crop top. <laughs> and... But it's it's a uh, polo and yeah. it has a white like color and yeah. I totally had something like that like uh-huh. that was very popular in the early two thousands was the polo shirts but with a white collar and the whatever color or stripes so it reminded me of a shirt that I had and it in... should be noted that the teacher's dog had the same matching mm-hmm. matching polo shirt yeah and then also uh, Marissa right yes had this sleeveless pink. Almost like Chanel. Turtleneck. Turtleneck that had these two pom-poms or just balls. Yeah. It looked like balls. Somebody probably chose that because it looked like a ball sack probably, on the side yes. of her neck. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's an interesting top. Yeah. And I'm sure it was probably something that was stylish in 2003. Probably, but man, yeah. it looks ridiculous now. Yeah. Uh, that was an interesting passion choice. Did you have any, like, offensive jokes or dated references? Uh, there was, right off the bat, at the very beginning of the movie, Luke Wilson's character gets into a taxi cab. And yes. he looks at the taxi cab driver and it's like, hey, there's a broken seatbelt back here. And the guy was like, what, are you a faggot? Yeah. And I was just like... Unnecessary. You, you call him that because he's like, my seatbelt's broken? Because like, he's uh, just trying to be safe? Yeah. Safety first, man. The other thing that I noticed, and it was like at the end, Will Farrell's character is working at the radio station uh-huh. for the college, and there's some posters on the wall. One of the posters is for garbage. Nice. The band, not for like trash. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's clarify that. <laughs> I don't know why I find that so funny. <laughs> not for trash. They're not, not a poster for trash. Anyway. <laughs> And then there was a, a poster for Buckcherry. Oh, wow. Like, when was the last time those guys had a hit? Right. 2005? I don't know. So <sighs> that that dates it. And also, there was a Hoobastank poster on Beanie's wall when he was, like, trying to hook up with some co-ed. And then he well, he wasn't trying to hook up with her. Oh, he but... was kind of, and then he instantly had a change of heart. But then he was like, oh, yeah, I'm married. I'm married to Leah Rim. Right? Yeah. Um, I... I didn't really notice anything. I don't know if I wasn't just paying attention or what. Mm-hmm. I'm a little off today, guys. But yeah. the only offensive thing I really saw as far as like overly offensive was the taxi driver in the yeah. beginning. And then I was really, really surprised there wasn't more. There's like little things, but not anything like overly like, whoa, calm down. Oh, and uh, there was the part where Jeremy Piven doesn't know the student's last name yes and when he he's was like bribing a student yeah her last name's chang and he calls her wang yeah and she's like it's chang and he's like whatever, whatever. i'm like oh jeez. 
I was like, racist. But I think that's not like, haha, it's funny because he's making fun of this Asian yeah. student. It's more like that's the kind of dick he is. That's true. He doesn't give a shit. No, no fucks were given. Is there anything else? Because I didn't really have much on this category. No, that that's... I just... I, I always like to like look for posters and stuff on the wall so i was actually genuinely excited to see a buck cherry poster me and josh todd are the only ones that would be excited for that sure yeah do you think they could get away with that stuff in 2019 obviously uh saying the f word yeah no no and some of the stuff i don't know like i was kept waiting for them to be more demeaning towards women because i just figured this Mm -hmm. movie would be that way but it it really doesn't it's really more about three guys like bonding with each other and their their little group of yeah fraternity rushes i was a little more surprised i was yeah definitely surprised i was expecting i mean don't get me wrong i think the thing that dates it the most and it shouldn't even date it because it's still icky even in 2003 was the fact that luke wilson slept with a 17 year old yeah and they were just like whatever (laughs) obviously he was freaked out because it was his boss's daughter yeah but it was just brushed under the rug yeah it's obviously a comedy movie so i'm not saying he's gonna get arrested or regardless i'm overthinking this (laughs) because it is just a movie but it just is to me something that they definitely couldn't get away with no in 2019 is having that whole little I don't think they would even make that joke. No. No, yeah. Anyway, obviously, also, she was at a college party. He didn't know she was 17 at the time. But still, icky. It was an icky plot line. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you want to go on to our next category? Yes. We're going to go ahead and move on to our category that we like to call, Well, Hello There. And it is our category where we talk about any famous or recognizable actors or actresses that we may have forgotten were in the movie or any cameos. And other than Smash Nose Artie Lang, <laughs> who did you notice? I had mentioned Ellen Pompeo. I totally forgot that she was in this. Mm-hmm. Again, like I think I said last time where uh, during the Wedding Singer episode where it's like I remember the character, but I don't remember who plays it. Yes. And that's definitely one of the people. Mm-hmm. And the other one I didn't, I totally forgot was in it was uh, Eliza Cuthbert. Ali- uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it Eliza or Alicia? I think it's Alicia. Alicia. Alicia Cuthbert? I think the other one from her show, Happy Endings, oh, was Eli- Eliza Eli- Coop. From Happy Endings? Yeah. Yeah. So. Very similar names. Yeah. She played, uh, Alicia Cuthbert played Darcy. Yeah. The 17-year-old. The 17-year-old who is uh, Luke Wilson's character's Mitch, his boss's daughter, Mm -hmm. who is in high school. That is correct. And then uh, his boss was played by uh, Terry O'Quinn, who is in Lost. He played John Locke. I recognized him. There was quite a few, but go ahead and I know you'll have some. Uh, I notice uh, he's more of a character actor, and he's been in a ton of things, which he's also... Uh, in the nurse and the hangover his name's matt walsh oh yeah but he plays in in just a ton of comedy stuff so he was uh one of uh luke wilson's co-workers in the movie that's the part i was thinking of uh when the movie ended i was like what is matt walsh in where he's like a really big dick yeah and i'm like he was the nurse who was like just judging them yeah yeah uh uh couple of the other ones that I noticed was uh, Rob Corddry is one of the fraternity pledges. Yes. And he literally does not even have a line in he this doesn't. movie. His name, when they list the fraternity pledges in the credits, was like the eighth name. Was he already on The Daily Show by then? 
I assume he would be. If he wasn't, he joined it the next year. Okay. So, yeah, it's like, he's pretty... Fa- and now, I mean, he's on a TV show with Dwayne Johnson, for yeah. Pete's sake. Like, he's a pretty famous actor. Yeah. He's so, hilarious. Yeah. Did you say Simon Hedberg? I did not say oh. Simon Hedberg. Simon Hedberg was also a fraternity rush, but he did have a couple lines. Yeah, he had a few lines. And then uh, I noticed Patrick J. Adams, who is from Suits, and I think he's in Legends of Tomorrow, I want to say. Oh. Or he mm-hmm. was, like, at least on a couple episodes. Yeah. And did you say the other one? Uh, one of the aforementioned characters that we talked about earlier was the guy who was teaching a blowjob class. And oh. that was played by superstar actor Andy Dick. Yes. Then there was also Craig Kilborn, who played nicole's boyfriend mark and yeah. nicole was we, we've already talked about her a few times and that was ellen pompeo mm-hmm. and who else uh snoop dog mm-hmm. playing himself he it was the role he was born to play himself himself how many times do you think snoop dog has played himself in a movie Ooh, i don't know but you know what i'm sitting here actually thinking about is i remember watching starsky and hutch and he doesn't play himself. no he plays uh plays Huggy Bear. yeah mm-hmm Sean William Scott makes a cameo mm-hmm. in this movie as the animal handler for the petting zoo. Sean William Scott being Sean William, William Scott. Scott. With a mullet. That is correct. <laughs> uh, who else? Uh, that's all I had, actually. Uh, the only other one that I noticed, and it was, a, a, I kind of go back to The Hangover, because that's another Todd Phillips uh, project, Yes, was uh, Brian Kalen, yes. who played Fast Eddie in the hangover. hangover he just played a waiter in this movie but he also used the same exact <laughs> accent to be in this movie so i know he can do more accents i used oh, to watch yeah. him on like mad tv yeah but that's funny yeah i totally forgot he was in it yeah so there was literally and james carville makes a cameo there's a and to be honest i kind of thought jeremy of piven was in it until the minute he was in it, i was like oh, oh yeah, yeah he plays he plays the dean, who's a jerk. And then Leah Remy plays Men's Fawn's wife. Yes. There's Juliet a lot Lewis of people. Played, uh, uh, Juliet Spence. Lewis, yeah. Yeah, it's just like... Played uh, Mitch's girlfriend at the beginning. Yeah. So, so there was... a ton of famous people. There was quite a few recognizable people. And then some surprising ones, like Simon Hedberg from Big Bang Theory, which mm-hmm. we've mentioned already, and Terry O'Quinn and Rob Corddry. So, Yeah. Yeah, quite ready a bit. to move. <laughs> ready to move. Uh, go to our next sub category. Yeah, we're doing a great job today. Oh yeah, there's gonna be lots of editing. This next category is called "Is It Even Good?" where we talk about the plot and the casting choices, and then we choose our favorite, fav, favorite, favorite, take a shot, funniest yeah. lines or moments, and cringiest, of course. How did you like the plot? <laughs> I thought the plot was okay. I, it's not very believable that these 30-something-year-olds just happen to rent a house and they're like, oh, we just sectioned your house and it has to be a fraternity house. So they're just like, well, let's just start a fraternity. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to recruit a 90-year-old guy. And I'm like... It's definitely... That's honestly the biggest issue I have with this movie is the fact that it's not really believable, the plot, no. and I think they rely really heavily on the comedic parts yeah. to almost, like, disguise yeah. that the fact that there's not really any plot. Like, I mean, half of them aren't even enrolled in the school. 
Yeah, and they kind of just brush over it like there's a loophole. Yeah. We won't explain it, but there's a loophole. Yeah. So, um, no, the plot's not believable, but like you said, it's funny and they rely on that, but there's no and it's believability something, to it. And this is the thing I've noticed in a lot of movies that we've rewatched for this podcast is it's something you don't notice when you're a kid yeah, or when you're younger because no. you just remember the funny parts. Yeah. But then absolutely. you don't go, man, this movie was really good Yeah, as far as plot and believable. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just like you, you're just focus on the funny parts Mm -hmm. which you know overall is i guess all that matters and i in a movie that's supposed to be humorous but yeah as as you get older you're like where's where's some of the you know subtext yeah why how did did we get to this we get a little higher quality Uh. content on that but i agree the uh, one thing i didn't like and Mm -hmm. this is my biggest knock on movies that are like this is they rely on the fact that men are oppressed mm-hmm. uh, when they get married. Yeah. And oppressed by their wives and they're bored with their life as a whole. Mm-hmm. And also all they care about is hooking up with women and have freedom to be with their guy friends. The only thing I'll say was in this particular case, Luke Wilson's character, he's not married, and he right. comes home and finds his girlfriend cheating on him. Vince Vaughn, I think, is that guy who talks the game that he doesn't like being married and all this, but secretly loves being married. Yeah. He loves his life. He loves his wife and his kids, but he'll, around his buddies, he's like, you know, this is my dream, being able to hang out with you guys. And the other one is breaking that down further will ferrell's character there's a whole scene where and it's kind of a weird scene he goes to marriage marriage counseling counseling with his wife Mm -hmm. and he he's like yeah i was at dinner the other night and i was wondering what color panties does the waitress have on and you're like okay so you're also a freaking douchebag yeah you probably should never have gotten married so they, they there's like the part where they're like oh i'm so oppressed that i'm married but todd phillips also writes it like yeah, he's oppressed, but he's also a freaking idiot. Yeah. So that was another no, thing. I agree. I don't, I'm not saying that Todd Phillips is saying that all men are oppressed and mm-hmm. they hate being married and they don't really like their wives. They just yeah. got married because that, but I think that is a thing that's happened in a lot of movies mm-hmm. that are like this, that are centered around the men behaving badly, that it's almost a stereotype or not even a stereotype, but it's almost perceived that you as a man should feel that way that you shouldn't like your wife you shouldn't be best friends with your wife or see it as a 50 50 partnership you're you're just trying to live your life and this woman's taking over your life and telling you what to do like and it was funny because you mentioned it during the movie you're like this movie parallels the hangover yes a lot bradley cooper's character phil in Mm -hmm. vince vaughn is vince vaughn he yeah. talks a mad game about like, oh, this is, I'm getting out of what, getting away and getting to Vegas. And then at the end of the hangover, he's carrying his son around and he's just so happy to be there with his wife. Right. He's that douche friend of yours who talks that mad game in front of you. But you're like, man, how does your wife put up with this? Oh, that's how you don't act like this to her. Yeah. You act like the loving husband that you are. You just try but to it sound um, cool it almost to makes buddies. you question it. it so who is he really? Like, is he really the loving husband or yeah. is he really the douchebag? Yeah. That... Or is he a psychopath because he's just he's telling people both. what they want to hear? Touche. 
Just saying. Yeah. No, I <laughs> anyway. thought that was a great point, and it was interesting. Like when you just like immediately picked up on you're like, this is the same character. Yeah, it's it's a cliche now. There's not a lot of men behaving badly in movies. There's more women behaving badly, which are almost overdone now. That's a good point. It's it... since Bridesmaids Bridesmaids came out. Mm-hmm. It's it's almost been overdone as well. So. Because you bring up a good point, the, the guy versions, I couldn't tell you the last time I saw one. Yeah. If 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 there was, it was probably like a straight to yeah. Netflix or, you know, mm-hmm. nobody's putting a lot of money behind that anymore. No. Uh, what did you think of the casting choices? I thought they were all good. Mm-hmm. I loved Luke Wilson. Mm-hmm. He's a good straight character. Yeah. Straight man. Vince Vaughn is, everything he says sounds funny to me. Because he's got that sarcastic tone that I like. There's people in Hollywood that it amazes me that they could be an actor for as long as they are before they'll go into like a comedic role where you notice like just how funny they are and how good a comedic timing they have. Uh-huh. And I would say Vince Vaughn's at the top of that list because like, I don't know when, what's the one that him and John Favreau are on? Swingers? Swingers. That came out in like 1995. This was like eight years later, and you realize, like, eh, I guess he's a little witty in Swingers, but you, like here, he's just like punchline after punchline after punchline. He, this is the person he becomes for the next decade. Yeah, is somebody that does these mm-hmm. comedic movies. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, Will Ferrell's character is funny. Yes. Pretty much everybody. I do have some gripes about one character in particular, but that's uh, going to be for later. <laughs> um. What about your funniest moment? There's just a lot of like <laughs> stupid lines that will always make me laugh when and when I would watch it and then watching it back they still got me to chuckle like Luke Wilson's drunk at the wedding and uh-huh. he uh is talking to Ellen Pompeo and he's like, "Oh, where are you from?" and she's like, "Denver." And he's like, "Ah, oh, the sunshine state. Gorgeous." <laughs> Gorgeous. And it's just like that's not the Sunshine State. You <laughs> He's just so drunk. Um, but I, I, so I love that scene. But uh, I think my favorite scene, and it, it's stupid, and it's just I would imagine Will Ferrell ab living the scene is he walks into the like first party, and they offer him like I want to say it was a beer bong or something, and <laughs> he's like. No, I can't do that. He's like, I, I got a big day tomorrow. He's like, it's a pretty nice Saturday plan. We're going to go to Home Depot and pick out some wallpaper. Maybe Bed Bath & Beyond. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Might not have enough time. And I'm like, it's so stupid. It cracks me up. But also kind of realistic to a married yeah. person. Yeah, like, I, I can't do That's that. That's what you I do get on, up Saturdays. on Saturday. Yeah. Mine was another Will Ferrell scene uh, during the birthday party. It's Vince Vaughn's son's birthday party, mm-hmm. Max. Mm-hmm. And he gets hit by the tranquilizer dart. Yes. And when he when it starts taking effect and he's like, you're crazy. You're crazy, man. I, I don't know why I find that so hilarious. Like, you're crazy. <laughs> and just the whole scene where he's like slowly stomping around the birthday party and... Mm-hmm. Just ruining everything. Uh, and then when he falls in the pool. Yeah. And then they play Sound of Silence. Beautiful. It's just it's, it's just an amazing scene still. I, I find it hilarious. And also when they say earmuffs, because like you said earlier, we still quote that. Yeah, we still say day, earmuffs. Like my brother probably said it to my mom in the last year. <laughs> They're like, earmuffs, mom. <laughs> like, uh, which is just funny. Um, How about your cringiest 
Fine. Uh, my cringiest scene is it's when Frank the Tank gets shot with the tranquilizer, uh-huh. and he goes to this like daydream where his wife is talking to him and she's like on a beach and her the her hair is like blowing in the wind and it's really nicely shot but then uh she slowly leans in and i was like why is her mouth opening like that and it's she's like going right at the camera and then what it is is because uh sean william scott is giving frank mouth to mouth yeah and it just turns into frank because he saw his wife coming in they're just making out at that yeah. point which i just it's just the way his wife went at the camera i was like nah. <laughs> like don't eat me yeah the only cringiest line i felt like was super cringy was uh craig kilborn's character Ugh. he played uh nicole's douchebag boyfriend total slime ball and he was just making out with the caterer. Mm-hmm. She's like, you're bad. And he's like, you know it, I'm bad. When um, Luke Wilson's character catches him in the act, like, it's guy code. You can't tell Nicole. Yeah. I'm like, it's guy code, bro. douchebag move. Is there anything else you wanted to mention? Uh, the only thing where I was just like, this is kind of unnecessary. And it was like weird. I don't know that it was so much unnecessary, but uh, there's a scene where Blue, Joseph Blue Pulaski, mm-hmm. the uh, 89-year-old Pledge, he's going to have a KY wrestling match with two co-eds. Sure. And I, I was I literally typing some notes about the movie at that exact moment, and then all of a sudden, this song started playing where all it was was some woman screaming. Yeah, I'm not Just sure weirdly that was. in the background, and I look up and I'm like, oh, they're going to wrestled like what is this song i thought that was such a weird choice and i was like why the only other uh scene that i found kind of funny was the end there's like five end credit scenes Mm -hmm. but when uh craig kilborn's driving and he happens to swerve and he the car lands on jeremy piven's character Uh because obviously those two characters are like the villains in the movie Mm -hmm. I don't know why, but it kind of reminded me of in Billy Madison when Chris Farley gets his justice with the, he's, isn't he driving the like O'Doyle yeah. kids and O'Doyle rules and they're like kind of the villains in that movie yeah, where they're just like jerks and Bradley Whitford. Yeah. yeah. But, and then they, the bus crashes. It just <laughs> reminded me of that. Like yeah. it's the villains getting their justice. It's a little <laughs> A little cheesy. Yeah, definitely. um, Should we move on to our final thoughts? Yes, we shall. And as you know, here on Rooney in Our Childhood, it is always award season. Always award season. And we hand out two awards every week. They are extremely prestigious. (laughs) Take a shot. And the first award is the Victorian to the Nicolas Cage Online School of bad acting. You said I write this. Time. I said I, I literally read it this time because I was like, mm, don't want to mess it up this week. Uh, Who are you giving your award to? I really had to think about this because I didn't, and I think this is the flaw of the movie. I didn't feel like a lot of the characters were developed in general. No, the three guys a little bit enough to make you want to root for them a little. Yeah, but the person I had to give it to was Ellen Pompeo. Okay, because her character. Is severely, severely underdeveloped. Mm-hmm. Not, I mean, the movie is not about her, so that's really not even my reason for picking her. There's a scene where she is looking at an apartment with her boyfriend, 
And she's talking in like a higher octave mm. than what she normally talks in in everything I've seen her in. Mm-hmm. Grey's, Grey's Anatomy, obviously, yeah. is the one thing she's known for, mm-hmm. for the most part. And I don't know what it is, but it doesn't sound like that's her natural voice. It might have been, because this was obviously before. Because I think she has like a kind of a deeper, raspier voice. Yeah. Like maybe that was the voice she was trying to put out there, that that was her voice to get roles. Because this was before before Grey's. That's true. But it just, it kind of annoyed me. And then her character is barely in the movie and it's kind of one note. Yeah. And then you're supposed to be rooting for her and Luke Wilson when they're only in like three scenes together. That's a good point. So it's very, the romance aspect is very a, a very low b plot to the mm-hmm. movie it's not the point of the movie no but it, i always hate when movies have to add in that romance for just to bring some sort of conclusion to a movie but i even felt like leah remini's uh character was more developed than hers and she was only in like two scenes of the movie <laughs> no and you bring up a good point and it's uh, it goes back to his other main project that everyone knows him for, it was the same thing. Like, what was the point of Stu and Jade's... Uh, oh, Heather Graham. Heather Graham's character, like, in Ed Helms in The Hangover. Like, yeah. What, what was the point of having that? Just to basically get him to end his relationship with his douchebag girlfriend. I, yeah. It's just... Yeah. I it, it, Yeah, I don't know. It's just... I notice it happens a lot in movies. Even in, like, romantic movies... Where there's the two main people that are romantic. They always have to, like, hook up, like, the best friends or, you know, somebody that it's not very developed and mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense. But they're like, everybody deserves a happy ending. Yeah. But I, I just chose her out of that aspect of the higher octave thing. Well, I gave my award to someone who I have never enjoyed their work. So every time they pop up in a film or a television series, it makes me want to scream because I don't know how this person has ever gotten work. Oh, wow. And that is Andy Dick. You don't like Andy Dick? I do not like Andy Dick in Hi. the least. I'm like, I, I, I Things like... Things I learn about my husband 12 years later. <laughs> I, I don't find him funny. I find him annoying. I did like that him and the dog had the matching polo shirt. <laughs> like, that part I liked. But it's like, right when I saw him, I'm like, oh, I forgot you were in this. I just... And he was wearing, like, the dumbest wig. Like, he, it was like yeah. a bob haircut. If I if I never see him in a movie again, I'll be okay with it. <laughs> Poor Andy Dick. <laughs> I just, no, not a fan of his. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. I get it. He's uh, definitely not everybody's favorite. Yeah, he has an acquired taste. I I do. I did like his turn in Love on Netflix with uh, Gillian Jacobs. Mm-hmm. He played himself. <laughs> <laughs> I liked him in that, but he was very calm. Yeah. Like, he wasn't as crazy as... He's definitely one of those people that was popular in the 90s when things were overdone or could over could the have top. that over the top yeah. character i always looked at him as like he was a poor man's david spade to me okay and i will take david spade and the uh, over him i can see that as far as like him being in news radio he was very much that kind of sarcastic mm-hmm. to like david spades and just shoot me. just shoot me yeah mm-hmm. and uh, yeah david spade's got a hundred times more charm than andy dick 
I agree. I agree. I get, I, I get where you come from. <laughs> Should we move on to our Thomas J. Hanks Award for Exceptional Acting? Who did you give it to? I gave my award to the legendary comedy actor, William Farrell. You're killing me, Ryan. You're <laughs> killing me. The reason I gave him it, because also I love Will Farrell. Uh, I know some of the stuff he's done the last few years hasn't been the greatest. But I honestly felt out of everybody in this movie, you couldn't replace Will Ferrell as Frank the Tank. You no. could replace Vince Vaughn. You brought up a good person that could have played him. Bradley Cooper would have did just fine as the Vince Vaughn character. Yes. Luke Wilson. Oh, wow. His brother could have played that role <laughs> and done better. You cannot replace Frank the Tank as Will Ferrell. That's true. And that's why I chose him as well. Boom! Because... Unanimous! I had a secondary, I had a runner-up, but all, all of Will Ferrell's scenes were funny. Mm-hmm. The party, birthday party scene. Yes. Hilarious. When he, when they're doing the debate and he just goes into this, like, stream of consciousness of, like, <laughs> really smart France. things. Yeah. And then when he's done, he's just like... <gasps> like, he was possessed. Even when he was doing the floor routine. Oh, the floor routine yeah. is the best. Because Vince Vaughn's just standing there like entranced by him. Yeah, and doing. when he like flings it at Jeremy Piven and Jeremy yeah. Piven's like, get the fuck get away from me. Um, no, I agree. Everything everything he did was hilarious. The streaking part is obviously something that I found hilarious. Mm-hmm. A lot of his lines are quotable. Yeah. Uh so I completely agree with you. I think we said this last week with Adam Sandler. People are known for certain ways of comedy. Mm-hmm. And Will Ferrell's very... He like likes to yell, too. Yes. He's I, I don't know. so like, dry with the lines, he is. too. And it's just delightful. Sure, that, he reuses that type of comedy in a lot of his stuff. But mm-hmm. this is really his first, what, main character role, I would say. Yeah, this was his breakout, I would say. So... It's really well done, and he's hilarious, and I totally agree that anybody else could be replaced in this movie, but it would be really hard to replace his character. Yes. Because he is Frank the Tank. That is correct. Um, my my runner-up was Jeremy Piven. Yeah, because he was good. Yeah. I mean, he's Jeremy Piven. He plays a good jerk. He plays that jerk in so many movies. He does. And he obviously, like, Ari Gold on Entourage, which yeah. is probably what he's most famous for. It was definitely kind of a jerk. And a I always liked him because I'm a big John Cusack fan and he's really good friends with him. So he's in a lot of his movies mm-hmm. and he always plays that like best friend who's kind of a dick. Mm-hmm. But just everything he says is funny. Like when, it, when he's bribing the tennis player, the mm-hmm. girl, and he and she like turns around and he's like, don't don't look at me. Yeah, turn don't look at me. Turn, turn around. around. Yeah. yeah. Um, so... He was my runner-up. Yeah, as, uh, uh, as our house guest pointed out, he was uh, Lori Laughlin in it pretty good <laughs> with the bribery. <laughs> Very topical yeah. joke. Well uh, done. Well done, Danny. Why? Yeah. Why? Yeah. So, should we move on to our final thoughts? Oh, one more thing. Uh-huh. One of my favorite bit jokes that Frank does is re-gifting the bread machine. <laughs> That to me is hilarious because he re- he gives it to Mitch as a housewarming present, <laughs> and, and Mitch is Max. like, "I I gave this to you." He's like, "Oh, the same model." Same He's one? like, "No, nope. the same exact one." <laughs> and then he tries to give it to Max. Beanie, like his son. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then the other thing, just Frank the Tank, and summed up in a nutshell, is him laying on the ground after he secured the tape. 
<laughs> and he's like, I'm, I'm so, so cold. cold. I saw blue. He looked glorious. <laughs> Just, <sighs> I love he is delightful. I don't care what anybody else says. Will Ferrell's still hilarious. He's a national treasure, that man. So should we move on to whether this movie holds up? The whole reason why we're here today. Yes. What What do you think? While I laughed at the movie, I don't think it holds up. I I can't see myself really rewatching it that much uh, going forward in my life. I feel like this is something that's kind of, like we said, the frat boy humor is kind of a dead thing. There's some jokes that you can't get away with, and I'm just like, like you said, they're not super developed characters. Yeah. Even your main three characters are not really developed, which I think going forward, Todd Phillips has done a good job. Yeah. Like, yeah, Hangover was great. He won a Golden Globe for Hangover. And he's, this year, he has the Joker movie coming out with Watching Phoenix that looks very good and really dark. Total mm-hmm. departure from these. And he's going to make my boy Hulk Hogan's bio picture with Thor. With Thor. 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 So I think going forward, he has really become an excellent filmmaker and you can see that this was his early work and it doesn't really age well i agree the reason why i said in the beginning the movie wasn't going to hold up was because i figured there was going to be a lot of offensive jokes Mm -hmm. um basically like demeaning women and honestly that stuff didn't really happen in this movie i was kind of surprised the reason i agree with you is because the plot wasn't great Plot As, wasn't great, and characters. I think that uh, the older we get, the more I want to see better writing mm-hmm. in a movie, and just and I get not every movie is going to be Oscar worthy, and I'm no. pretty sure I said that before. Yeah, but I just feel like it should have been written better, There's... and the jokes were hilarious. Like you said, there was parts that were hilarious, but I agree, it's just not that good of a movie. I, I agree with you 100. percent Like there's literally thousands of movies that. They are not trying to win a Best Picture Award. They just want to entertain you. Yes. And I do feel like I, while I was entertained, I agree with you. Like, there's no character development. And we actually went this past week and saw a movie in theaters. We went and watched Dark Phoenix. And when we left, we were like, it was terrible. Yes. We ripped up the terrible writing. Yeah. The terrible acting that yes. was in the movie. And it's like, so, yeah, I don't expect any Marvel movie. I know this year was an anomaly and Black Panther was nominated for Best Picture. And I don't expect that to happen a lot. But I do expect to enjoy a movie and uh, find the writing entertaining. And, yes. and just that's all I want from a movie is that I can enjoy it. Whereas... I do enjoy old school. I would not put it in the same category as Dark Phoenix. And if, <laughs> if you haven't got, gotten to see that movie, and that's right, gotten is the word <laughs> I went with, don't go see it. It is awful. Unless you like poorly written superhero movies. Then this is your bag. But if you don't, just go see Avengers again. <laughs> yeah, go watch Endgame again. Help it break the record. Go see yeah. that. So, yeah. I feel like we haven't had a movie in a while that we agreed that it didn't hold up. Yeah. This is a, it's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. So congratulations, old school. Way to help us feel mutual disappointment. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess that's it for us today. Mm-hmm. Um, don't forget to check out our Facebook page. 
uh, we're starting to do polls. Yes, we so appreciate can... everyone who voted. Yes, Thank you. We had uh, quite a few people vote in our last poll for this movie. Next week, we'll have another poll, maybe? Yeah, possibly. We'll do it again? Yeah, sounds good. And if you want to feel like your voice is being heard, then definitely go to our Facebook page, at Ruining Our Childhood, mm-hmm. and vote in our next poll, which will be today. It should be. It would be when you are hearing this on a Tuesday you should be able to go to Facebook. And then, again, if you don't know how to go to Facebook, then I'm sorry. It's the blue F. It's the blue F on your Widget? phone. Widget? Is that what those are called on your phone? Widgets. A little, a little icon? I think so. Yeah. Uh, also, we had someone write in a suggestion to us. And also, if you have suggestions on movies you'd like yeah. us to review, please submit those because that is very helpful. Because yes. there's going to come a day we're going to be like, what movie should we do? So that's always helpful. Um, follow us on Instagram at ruining, ruining our, our childhood. childhood. That's and the name of this podcast. That, that again is the icon that is a camera. Yes. And then we're on the tweets. On the tweets. With the Twitters. ROC Movie Podcast. And that's going to be the bird. That is the bird. Yeah. Um, don't hit the music note. You won't find us on there. No. If we you are like, in the app store. We are in the... Uh, no, I mean, it's podcasts now. There you go. Podcasts. Not the app now. store. Yeah, podcasts. We're on Spreaker. Yeah. We're on Podcoin. Yeah. Um, We're on a bunch of things. Mm-hmm. So you should definitely check that out. And then it, you could use the compass one and you could find us by typing in Facebook or something. <laughs> and this joke has just ran its course and I beat it into the ground. Yep. Yeah. Like old school no yeah. i'm just kidding anyway so we'll uh leave it at that guys and i hope you have a great week and we'll see you next week on ruining our, our childhood. childhood is that gonna be a thing we do now nope okay bye, bye. <laughs>